This is the DiPietro and Rothenberg Podcast. Yep. Listen live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 a.m. on 98.7 ESPN in New York. Yep. The ESPN New York app. Yep. Or on your smart speaker by asking it to play 98.7 ESPN. The number one pick in the NHL draft with the men that can't seem to stump. Do something dumb, that's an observation. See our team make them need to run. That's Lord Taylor! Trash, EMT for short. Wonder if we best want you people to score. Up at the crack of dawn, top stories of the morning. While you yawn and grab your coffee, rise and shine with 98.7. This is drop time. We provide highlights from your favorite teams. Got Dave and Rick making plenty of picks. It's Rule 76. And a very good Tuesday morning. I tried to tell you. Let's go all in. Let's push our chips. It's a snowy. I thought we were going to make the entire winter, Rick, with no snow. And we almost made it. But on the last day of February, we get hammered. It's your fault. Why is it? Of course. I blame you. Why? Why? Because you tempted tempted Mother Nature and you said that. What do you mean? How so? I don't want the double plow today. You kept bringing it up. You kept tempting and tempting and tempting, and then now boom. And now boom. And, it, and so it's my fault. Your fault. So you, you know what you are. You are a blame guy. And today of all days, I'm not going to, I'm not going to, I'm going to, no. not going to accept that. I'm an accountability guy. I'm the Tom Thibodeau of so, the show. So you believe by me saying that we haven't had snow, now Mother Nature said, oh, really? And now watch me snow. Right. You you truly, really believe that? You thought you got away with no double plows. I'll show you. I got. I don't want the double plow today. Email from the plow guy yesterday. Of course you did. Make sure your cars are parked in the corner of your driveway. Keep everything away. I'll be there. Don't worry. I'll be there at least once, maybe twice. Oh, I hope you get the double plow, please. It's the, please. the whole thing is an absolute scam. It is a scam, and I love it. It's a, well, you're going to get plowed. Uh, no, I'm not. What do you mean, no, you're not? I'm going to shovel myself. No, oh, stop it. What do you mean, oh, stop it? You're not a self-shoveler. I'm a self-shoveler. You're a self-shoveler. Oh, yeah. I don't believe you. I'm telling you right now, I used to make big-time money in Boston shoveling. Big-time money. It was just just told to me by someone that your driveway is so long, it's like shoveling I-90. Stop it. There's no uh, Listen, that's what I was just told. I'm going to shovel that, and I'm going to salt it myself. Are the kids going to be involved in helping? Um, Milo's eight now. Milo is eight now. There's a lot more responsibility. Probably, you know, now he'll help. Depends on if they have school or not. If they have school, no. If they don't have school, absolutely. As we launched the show this morning, like as it was like, all right, Tuesday morning, good morning. I get the text and the voicemail and the email. My kid's school is closed. You haven't so, got anything. Yeah, you will. It's, you the will. One, it's the one positive of waking up so early is that you get the early notices, but I got nothing. Do you remember the excitement when you were a kid oh. of you'd look outside, you'd see the snow, and then they would start this chain of, you know, this woman would call this woman, and then this woman would call this woman, and then it would just be a, ch- a chain that would go all the way down, and eventually you'd get the call, no school, and you'd be so happy. Yeah, but it was it was homework, Russian roulette was, was the game. Because you wouldn't do the homework in anticipation that right. there wouldn't be school. Yep. Mm-hmm. This, is like, right. this is like me waiting for Aaron Rodgers to make his decision. Is the excitement... That could ultimately end up in snow day, best day of your life, to, nope, you got school, and you're and, miserable. And, yeah, exactly. Exactly that. All right, so 1-800-919-3776. Before we get to it, and we're going to get to the Knicks in just a moment, 
This portion of the show, driven by the All-American Ford Auto Group, the number one volume Ford Group in the Northeast, huge locations in Paramus, Hackensack, Old Bridge, and Point Pleasant. Shop allamericanford.net. That's allamericanford.net. What a win. What an exciting night. I mean, Rick, I can't tell you how happy I am this morning. Wonderful. Wonderful. You know what the best part of that win was last night? All of it. All of it. But not only did you win, but you had one of the best players in basketball so frustrated that he got himself ejected. He quit. He said, no more. I'm done. Kick me out of here. Got himself ejected. I loved every second of it. Dude, I told you this yesterday. We talked about it. That Mitchell Robinson back is a humongous difference. Huge especially difference. Especially when he's in shape. That I mean, block look, on Tatum was, oh, boy, was that a block. Dude, not only that block. I'll tell you what. That block was awesome, obviously. But the one play where he blocked the shot on Brogdon and then he ran the floor and then quickly, you know, quickly puts up a layup that missed and he put it back. But, like, his activity, man, I mean, the 13 rebounds, he was great. It was a game where Jalen Brunson, I didn't think, played played that great. And you still found a way to easily like, you know, the defense was great. I mean, you look at some of these numbers, man, six in a row, eight of the last nine, more importantly, five straight at home, which is huge. They're 26 and 14 in their last 40 games. 26 and 26 and 14 in their last 40 games. Emmanuel quickly too, man. Once he started getting some legitimate minutes, he had 23 last night, but he's averaging. They showed it last night since December 4th, 16 points a game. Him coming off the bench, I said it yesterday, he's got to be in the conversation for sixth man of the year. He's been that good. But yeah, I mean, the fact that the fact that in November, the Celtics had a franchise high 27 threes against you. And then last night, two for 19 in the first half. 15 points in the first quarter. Thanks for coming. Well, the, the thing I love about that game is you took it over early and you never let them back in the game. I mean, they, they made the occasional run where it got... You're like, oh, God, now, now it's nine. But it never got that close. And we, you see in the NBA all the time, no lead is really safe. 20-point leads, they vanish all the time. Not last night. Like, the Knicks went out there from the jump, and they took that game over. And I give them tremendous credit. And you watch them two months ago, and you watch them now, they're a different team. They're playing with confidence. Like, say whatever you want. You love them, you hate them, whatever. Julius Randle's playing at a very high level. Brunson wasn't great. He's playing well. Grimes, quickly, like you mentioned. Mitchell Robinson. Has, I mean, so much energy to this well, team. Well, yeah. Dude, I mean, it, it's like we spent how many over the last, I don't know how long, like the whole Kemba Walker thing, and you bring in Fournier, and you, you kept asking yourself, like, these aren't, I mean, the, these pieces don't fit. This is not a, a well-put-together team. Like, it, <laughs> You know, how was, how was Obi going to get minutes because you got Randall? But I'll tell you what, man, since they've gone to the, to the, they've shortened the rotation and the addition of heart, it's like guys know exactly what their roles are and they're excelling at their roles. I think the only, I mean, the only one negative that you would bring up maybe yeah, is. Yeah, I know you're going to go RJ Barrett. Well, no, it's the free throw shooting. That's a problem. And last mm-hmm. night there was a humongous disparity. I mean, you were plus 20 in attempts, it was 34 14 in attempts, and then you were 23 11. And free throws made. But, dude, I, I mean, I've said this for how long? Like, yeah, R.J. Barrett in crunch time is not playing. No. Which is the right move. Which I actually respect the fact that they don't play him because they're trying to win games. And how many organizations do you see say, no, no, no. He was the third pick in the draft. We just signed him to that kind of an extension. You're going to get him out there in crunch time. But to 
Listen, I, I mean, we don't know a lot about Leon Rose, but to his credit and to Tom Thibodeau's credit, he's not worthy of playing in crunch time, and they're not going to play him in crunch time. No, I mean, that's that's kind of a problem. But, I mean, as long as they keep winning, it won't be it won't be a big story. But you just mentioned it. I mean, they, his name was brought up in the – and I'm not going to rehash the whole Donovan Mitchell thing, right, because we don't know the inner workings, but he was one of the names mentioned. And there were a lot of people, including you, that didn't want to trade R.J. Barrett because the hope was that for this team to take that next step, that R.J. Barrett would would turn himself into, there would be more consistency and he would, he would start to play at an all-star level. And for some reason this season he's regressed and, you know, you gave him four years, $107 million, and as the team continues to win, most important moments, he's not playing. That's, it's troubling. that's not great. It, it, you know, but like you just said, and you're 100% right, when you're winning games... It's like, oh, an unfortunate byproduct. When you're losing games, it becomes a major, major story. It's the beauty of winning. It's the beauty of winning is that you overlook some of the small things. It's like why coaches it's why coaches feel like sometimes it's good to have an occasional loss because you can you can really dig into some of the things that have been going wrong but haven't cost you games. But right now, man, I, I mean, this team the like you mentioned how how they came out and to hold the Celtics to 15 points in the first quarter, man. Like, you're talking about a team that's that's third in the NBA in... I mean, they average 118 points a game, this team. And I know they had no Jalen Brown, but they've already had... They played 11 games without Jalen Brown. They're 9-2. and two. So, yeah, he's a huge loss, but this is still a damn good team. Very good team. And, and remember, I mean, come on. They went out over the weekend, and they went into Philadelphia, and they beat them. And the Knicks took that game, and they took it early. And defensively, the Knicks are a different team. Like they've they're really dialed in to what Tibbs is selling. I give him a lot of credit because I I had said earlier in the season I thought by tomorrow by March one Tibbs would be gone and Tibbs has done a phenomenal job with this club. Well, I think all great coaches they have an idea of what they want the team to be, and then as the season goes on, they have they figure out what the team has to be, and you know back when he was trying to figure it out, it didn't look great. We're trying to I mean what, what's the identity of this team? And then all of a sudden he shortens the rotation. You bring in a guy like Josh Hart who fits perfectly, and now everyone's kind of settled into exactly what the expectation is. They've embraced it, and the intensity level's there. Like, this team shows up and, and plays hard. They're not taking nights off. Which, I mean, this time of the year is the most important thing because, I mean, let's face it. Like, if this team, if this team wants to you know, win a first-round playoff series, they understand that they have a better chance against Cleveland than those top three teams. But still, like I mean, again, like the way this team is playing, do they do they win four or seven against a a Celtics team or a Bucks team or potentially a Sixers team? Oof. I don't know if they win four or seven, but it's gonna be it's gonna be tough to put this team down. I can't I can't even start to have that thought. Like no, no, I'm not even having that thought. I'm that's just, just that's beyond me right now. Right, like I'm not even getting I'm not even getting to that point. What I'm saying is like when this team. Like a, a team like this Knicks team that plays with this kind of intensity that does have good players is is going to be a tough out for anybody when they play like they played last night. I think that's true. I think that's true. And uh, listen, could could I, I can't even imagine them beating one of those big three. But even if they don't, could they, will will that team feel like they were in a series? Yes. If the Knicks play like this, they will. And I'll tell you what, if you go up against, I mean, there's no reason you shouldn't get past Brooklyn, right? You're past them now. You should stay past them. You play them on Wednesday. You should absolutely stay ahead of them. But if you can somehow get home court, and I don't think that's a crazy notion in the first round. I mean, I know a lot of people don't feel like this. I like the Knicks' chances against Cleveland if you have home court in that series. 
Dude, I said it earlier in the when we first started the show. They, more importantly for me, I know it's six in a row, it's eight and nine, but it's five straight at the Garden. It was one of the things that we talked about. We've talked about all season long is how come they're not better at the Garden? And you try to make excuses. You know, you get everyone's best shot because it's the Garden, but that's five straight. They're now 18 and 15 at home. Teams aren't just strolling in to the Garden and having career nights. Like, they did, they shut, they had Jason Tatum so frustrated last night. It was great. It was awesome. It was awesome. And, and you know what, you, and you're right, the teams give their A-level performance to the Garden, sure. But, I mean, when things are going well, it's got to be one of the toughest places to play for the opposition. I mean, that crowd is is electric. Yeah, see, I never felt, I, I never felt like a like a an away crowd like was intimidating. I just thought it was it was easier for the home team to feed to, off that energy. Well, to carry momentum. Like the whole thing in sports is like it's just it's runs, right? Like it's it's the team has the momentum and how quickly can you stop it? How long can they can, can they hold on to it? And when you're in a building like that, it seems like once things start to snowball for you, it's tough to get out of it because they just they feed off that energy. But yeah, man, I was just like I found myself yesterday, like afternoon, like really looking forward to this game. Like there was an excitement. Well, that's what they've done. Is they they've added a buzz to New York basketball. I mean, the fa- I can't even believe we're sitting here last day of February, first snowy day of the year, and when I say New York basketball, six months ago you would have thought we were talking about Brooklyn and not the Knicks, and now it's like, oh, oh, it's the Knicks, and oh yeah, it's Brooklyn too. Like we've done a complete one eighty of who the team of relevancy is here in New York. Right. Well, I mean, Brooklyn also lost the, you know, two of the best players in the NBA. Well, that's not my fault. Not my fault either. I enjoy every second of it. Can't stand that team. There was a little bit of a lull last night. I'm not going to get negative at all. I don't want to bring up any negativity. No, you do. You can't help it. No, I can't. Like, start no. in the third quarter. You're, you're, like, you're like my mother. You feed off the negativity. No, it's no. It's like, what do you uh, got? Listen. Are, you, are you not feeling well? Is that the problem here? No, no. I feel great. Start of the third quarter, though, was dicey early. Yeah, the couple, I mean, the couple Randall air Did you balls. get double billed by your attorney? Is that what happened here? No. Oh, Why did okay. I get double billed by my attorney? I don't know. That's what I, a beautiful, I heard the other day A beautiful b- birthday dinner for Milo. It was great. I'm sure it was. Got a bunch of nice gifts. You guys all go fired out to a, fa- a fancy restaurant? No, or did you make fancy. a fancy meal at home? No, no. We, we took him out. Um, had a nice... Well, Benihana? Nice, no, not Benihana. Nice solid dinner. Solid dinner. Got a beautiful... Uh, well, there was a cannoli Rap- cake, wasn't there? No, I didn't get cannoli cake. He had a beautiful wrap for his baseball bat. He's all fired up a uh, red, white, and blue, like American flag wrap for his bat. All fired up. Really? Yeah. That's exciting. Little piece of me loved it. What's your favorite gift? Oh, that dad. It's going to match my batting gloves. I was like, yeah, that's my guy. That's my guy right there. Yeah, but he's a hockey player. No, we're no, no. He's not just a hockey player. He's He's got baseball now. He's got lacrosse. Oh my! God. He's going to do a little ballroom dancing. Apparently, wait. wait, wait I was wait, told. Wait, hang, hang on, hang on. Wait, what? Uh, ballroom dancing. What do you mean he's going to do a little, a little ballroom? Uh, he's going to dabble with some ballroom dancing. There's a children's ballroom dancing circuit going around. Uh, I don't know if it's a circuit, but he will be taking. Uh, he'll be taking ballroom lessons. Uh, I mean, <laughs> yeah. Are you? Uh, where are the finals in Dubai? Like, what? I don't what know. Are you, what are you doing? Uh, this is not me. Do not say what am I doing? What like when you when you found this out, we we're like, Cass, he's doing what? Well, no, because she knows I love Dancing with the Stars. We watch it together, but all of a sudden, out of nowhere, she's like, "When is lacrosse start?" I was like, "Why?" She's like, "Well, I have to schedule something." I'm like, "Schedule what?" She's like, "Ballroom." So like, she didn't, she didn't want to tell you. Yeah, she's like, "What are you a ballroom?" He's like, he's already, she's already got a partner. He's all set. Ella's gonna do it too. 
Yeah, so now apparently I, I didn't even know that, ex- that existed. I, it does. RJ, w- with your um, new baby at some point, do you envision getting him involved in in the burgeoning sport of ballroom dancing? I mean, if that's something he's interested. But what this says to me is Rick just has, you know, so much time, funds, just endless resources. Why not try something new? We're out of sports. We've done all those. Let's try. Let's just try something new. You stay classy, San Diego. Let's do ballroom dancing. I think it's going to be great for his for his sports. Tell you what, though, ballroom dancing very difficult. Very difficult. Now, RJ how, knows how. How would you know this, RJ? Because he has it. Did you not watch him dance at his wedding? Uh, no, I don't remember that. Yeah, you're probably in the kitchen. But just learning those steps is intense. And if you watch Dancing with the Stars, like that, that when they show up to practice and rehearsal, like they are. That's like that's like that's like all right a, for the one for, uh, enough for the ones who get it done. I mean, I mean, really, <laughs> oh, I would love to see you ballroom dance. Me, I love it. Oh, you, I love you it. You couldn't pay me enough money, <laughs> Dave, master of the waltz. Oh, if he came in doing the uh, the tango, or oh, it'd be good. I'll tell you what, I'll put it up there for the next wager if you'd like. Love and yore. <laughs> I'll put I'll put it up there for the uh, the March Madness wager if you'd like. No, here's what I want. I was thinking about this yesterday. I think Columbus Ave. We get a microphone and a speaker. Maybe we get Randy from the zoo, and you just sing on the corner for a straight <laughs> straight hour. Would I put out a, a hat where I can get tips? Yeah, of course. Okay. I would right by the, bag- I I right by the bagel cart. Right I think I get paid the, well. Right in front of the live news. They'd be like, what is this animal doing in front of You think of- it makes the news? Yes. Have him do the Carlton dance, for sure. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Thanks for listening to the DiPietro and Rothenberg podcast. I think they're listening to me. They're everywhere, Dave. I know you're here. Catch the show on demand wherever and whenever you want. Woohoo! Over here! Just subscribe to us, rate us, and review us wherever you get your podcasts. Hard-nosed New York Knicks basketball. 1-800-919-3776. We do. We love basketball. I love basketball. I love it. I love when your team that you root for, though, plays plays that hard. See, here's the thing. I don't know if you're like this. Football, for me, the Giants could go 1-16. And I'm dialed in on every game. Well, it's the beauty of football. Right. Like, like I, it, the Giants could be awful. It matters, but it, it doesn't make me lose interest in football. If the Knicks are bad, 
my interest in the NBA really wanders. And I know you love hockey, but it's the same way for me with the with hockey. If the Rangers are bad, it just it takes away a lot of my enjoyment. So the fact that the Knicks are so relevant and are so good, it really it it completely changes the complexion of me being an NBA fan. Yeah, I'm not the same. Uh, I'm I, I get what you're saying, but regardless, good or bad, I'm still I'm still locked in. But the NFL I mean, has I mean the NFL has that ability though. I mean you only get 17 games, you're dialed in with with all the fantasy and everything else. I mean that's the thing with the uh, with the NFL that's so special for them is, is, is that the fantasy is the fantasy it really and the gambling it, and everything it else really is I mean it's so dynamic and people every because do you know uh, honestly like outside of Santiago do you know anybody that doesn't play fantasy football no right like ki- kids kids play every my wife, every, my wife plays your my wife plays, plays you have a family league like everybody either picks games or like there is something. For everyone with fantasy football, or or with with you know making wagers or picks or whatever on football, and you certainly can't say that with every sport. No, I don't. I don't participate in any of the fantasy. Sports. I do fantasy baseball. I tried fantasy baseball one time. And it's it's a too lot. much work. It's too it, much work. yeah. It, it it is a lot. Uh, are your wiper blades chattering? Are they skipping? Are they squeaking? Purchase new wiper blades from O'Reilly Auto Parts, and they'll install them for free. See better and drive safer with O'Reilly Auto Parts. Stop by today or learn more at O'ReillyAuto.com. See, if you were progressive and you thought ahead, you would have done this yesterday. Right. So when you're out on the roads today, then you could take care of business with your Yeah, make sure you got plenty of uh, windshield wiper fluid. That's never good. Are you a big windshield wiper fluid guy? Yes. You are? You have to have it. I, I, I think so as well. I hate when like it freezes and and like your wipers won't even move and then, yeah, and then you're just that. stuck. Yeah, that's Yeah, I don't love that. Very, very bad. All right, Came here in we tool go. Belt, bunch of screwdrivers, some <laughs> wrenches. I love that tool belt. I'm sure you do. When was the last time you used that tool belt? Oh, that's a good question. Great question. Uh when was last, last time? time I used the tool belt, it was probably two two months ago. Two months ago. Two months ago I had to use that to pull the tool belt. What, what were you using the tool belt? I had for? to fix some uh, some knobs. <laughs> what, I, what does that even mean? You know the oh. knobs in the kitchen. Oh, <laughs> the, 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 was that me just now? Do you remember the excitement when you were? A kid? Oh, what? <laughs> Mark that one down. How does that happen? That'll so fast? be in the open. What oh. are you moaning about the, the, oh. the tool belt? No, but you weren't moaning about the tool belt. I was like, do you remember? Snow uh, that days was that as a was kid? the open. That was in the open. Snow days as a kid. You're like, oh, oh, oh. Yeah. oh okay. That's when I did it. <laughs> I love snow days. Obviously, oh, the uh, snow, the snow tunnels. The I mean, <laughs> if, you just, if you play that on repeat over and over and over, it could. Oh, oh, <laughs> oh. Like bang, bang, bang. That's like you take me to the cat's deli. Oh, that's so good. Uh, 1-800-919-3776. Emmanuel, quickly, on beating the Celtics. Boston's a great team. We know it's going to take a great effort uh, to oh. beat those guys. You know, they're the top of the East where we want to be. So uh, it's going to take that every night, you know, to be a, a great team like that. So uh, that's what we did. <laughs> Santi. I don't think you can. I don't think you can handle that drop, Santi. Oh. oh. <laughs> I'm just easy. <laughs> oh. <laughs> that, this that was a little... Oh, 
Do you remember the excitement when you were a kid? Oh, <laughs> I was a little. <laughs> they brought five row and seven of eight. <laughs> five row. I'm not going to take the low hanging flute. <laughs> they won five row. <laughs> it's like Scooby Doo. They've won five row and seven of eight. things are happening <laughs> that's how good these guys are rj and ray they must hear them be like these these are nuggets these are gems they must be repurposed it's because you don't listen to me well i listen beautifully i just i didn't know you said five row it did sound like scooby-doo <laughs> <laughs> they've won five row and seven eight. <laughs> five. <laughs> oh they've won five row oh <sighs> okay Back to the calls. Calls, calls. Okay. All right. Let's go. Vince, <laughs> calls, calls. Vince in Staten Island. Hi, Vince. You're on 98.7. Good morning, guys. Thank you for the laughs and making my commute palatable in the morning. You're very I welcome. I want to interrupt your flow. Um, so I'm all about relishing the moment, and I'm really enjoying the Knicks run here. But similar to a couple of years ago, what I worry about that first game in the playoffs Randall, it's a brick, throws an air ball, and becomes a head case again. It felt like it felt like that a couple of years ago. Like I'll, tell, I'll tell you, Vince, folded. why I don't – and you know I'm not the biggest Randall guy in the world. I'll tell you why I don't have that same concern. Because a couple of years ago it felt like it was Randall and just everybody else. And now it feels yeah. like if Randall's not good, you legitimately have other pieces that can pick up the slack. Fair. Fair, fair. I, I actually, and that's that's what I've enjoyed watching the team. I, question: it, We're all on the topic. I, I think it was on your show yesterday. Who was it that has been like an advisor or a personal coach that's been kind of coaching him up? He was not happy. I guess like his mental state of mind is that something else he's really tending to. Yes. Yeah, that was something that he worked on. So I mean, I'm hoping that, that's it, another differentiator. Well, yeah, like it's tough. Like it's it's players have a hard time dealing with adversity, and you know I I think you get into. I think last year was probably tough because I mean you had built up so much equity the year before having an you know, second team all all NBA having that kind of season he was an all star and then all of a sudden to have you know go through some adversity and you know the fans react to him the way that they react to him that's not easy to deal with. And he didn't deal with it the right way. He recognized it and did what it took this summer to kind of get his get his mind right and spend absolutely everything he could hope for this season. Yeah, he's he's really reverted back to his form from two years ago and, and then some. Let's go to uh, JoJo and Nutley. Good morning, JoJo. How you doing, buddy? Hey, good morning, guys. Shout out to the company. Uh, I was at the game yesterday. And I got to tell you, the garden was electric. There was so many Celtics fans, and I just it made it like a playoff atmosphere. It was great seeing how the Knicks uh, responded to the crowd, whether it was Mitchell Robinson's rebounds, you know, Josh Hart's defense, uh, Brunson going to the hoop, and obviously Randall making some key jump shots. It really looks like uh, you know a playoff team. I don't know how far, but it d- definitely uh, a really good team. I mean, the only dagger, I guess, the only. Bad thing is, man, R.J. Barrett looks lost, and it's 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 scary because I really feel bad for the guy. I really want him to do well, and I think that is – I know you guys say it all the time. I think that is like a good missing piece. If he does well, 
I think it could put our team over the top. And uh, he just looks lost on the court right now. But I'm going to look at the positives right now. Great win yesterday. And uh, let's keep going. Go Knicks. Well, there's a million positives, right? Mm-hmm. And, and you're right. I mean, you, you should be concerned about R.J. Barrett. Cause a, you, you kept him. You could have traded him. You didn't. You thought he was going to be a big piece of the future. Well, then you, you extended signed, him. You signed him to a, a huge extension, and now he's playing like this? Like he, I mean, Let's be honest. He, he's, I mean, he's unplayable in the fourth quarter, so much so that he's not playing in the fourth quarter. Right. You had quickly and hard played, you know, played the entire fourth quarter. I mean, there was a stat yesterday when, when, uh, when Brunson, Randall, and RJ score 20-plus points, the three of them in the same game, they're 8-3. and three. So yeah, like if I mean if RJ Barrett is dialed in, that's that's a pretty good that's a pretty solid big 3. Very, very nice. Not not like a big 3 like you talk about with other teams, but a but a good solid like you said big 3. And he's I'm sorry, he's just not there. No, right now Tibbs feels most comfortable with Randall Brunson, Mitch and Hart. IQ and Hart. Yeah. Hart, and by the Hart's way, like the, the whole like the whole Yankee thing like with the bringing in Josh Donaldson, we need a little FU like Josh Hart is the right kind of fu you want. Like he's got that little, he's got a little bit of an edge to him. Like you saw when Tatum got kicked out. Like that's the kind of fu that you're like. That's the good kind of fu you're talking about. He is easy to root for. Right. He said, "I'm a dog." That's how he plays, man. And the guy hits big shots. You leave that guy open, he's going to make shots. Hits big shots. There's not a not a loose ball that he's not diving on the court. Steals. For. Good defender. Let's see. He, I I can't believe this guy's bounced around the NBA as much as he has. But dude, he is the he is the. Like the prototypical, does everything you need to win. Like whatever, like finds a way. Like I always tell my kids when I coach, like you're not going to score a goal every shift. You're not going to have an assist every shift. Just, just shift. Just find a way to do something positive every shift. If it's a block shot, if it's a, whatever it is, just fi- find a way to do something positive. And that's the kind of player Josh Hart is. Let's hear from quickly a little bit more. Here he is uh, on the Knicks' sixth consecutive victory yeah god is great uh we've been getting wins you know everybody's working hard coming in getting working so and our chemistry together is, is on another level so we just want to continue to keep doing that uh everybody's playing together and and, that, and that's what we're gonna keep doing i mean it's hard to to knock them for really anything right now no but you're seeing what he's talking about on the defensive end of the floor how many times well, they, they they've committed well they've committed because it's again i mean that's that starts with chemistry like they're all tied together like you watch some of the breakdowns after the game them defensively man it's like they're a tough team to play against. They play physical. They, I mean, they're communicating well. Like right now, the Knicks are in the NBA third in field goal percentage against and fourth in three-point field goal percentage against. So it's like it's more of what you would expect from a, a Tibbs team. And when having Robinson back, and listen, um, Sims and Hartenstein did a really nice job in the, in the stead of Mitchell Robinson, but he's a difference maker. He, re- yeah, he not, really is. Th- those guys played... They played well, but they're not Mitchell Robinson. They did really well. I thought they, you know, were were very serviceable, if not better than serviceable. But it's it's glaring now that he's back and glaring in a good way. Like he's he's a terrific. And the nice thing about him is you don't need to do anything for him offensively. All he's going to do is defend, rebound, get offensive rebounds, and put it back in. You don't need to set up a play for him offensively. You know what's funny though, and you know maybe it was a. Uh, I hate to say blessing in disguise because it sucks when someone gets hurt, but the fact that it was his hand, and you can still you keep yourself in shape and work on other stuff to make he sure looks when like you're he's back, in great shape. Right, he's in great shape. But Tibbs was kind of breaking down what's expected from him on every defensive play. Dude, it's it's a lot of. St- I mean, he has to do a lot. Like so, I mean, it's you, you got to be in great shape if you're going to ask him to do as much as he's got to do. And right now, 
I mean, you had the Tatum block, but I told you that play where he blocks Brogdon and then runs the floor and then gets the, the putback on the quickly miss. Like, dude, he's – they're all engaged, man. I mean, it, it really is. It, it, it's, fun to, it's fun to sit back and watch because you kind of know what to expect now with the team. Thanks for listening to the DiPietro and Rothenberg podcast. Looking for more access to the show? Why? Because you know why. Follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at DR on ESPN. We haven't spoken to this man in a very long time. We miss him. We love him. Whipped cream will be on the way very soon. We say good morning to one of the friends of the show, Mel Kuyper Jr. Good morning, Mel. How are you? My favorite tandem. Great as always. We, we, we've missed you terribly. We can't wait to start the conversations, really ramp them up. We know you have another mock draft coming out uh, tonight into tomorrow morning. So, so much to hit on with you. Let's start big picture. Um, how does this quarterback class rank in your mind? And, and as we sit here last day of February, is it young and everybody else or is it closer than that? No, it's not a group that's going to have the highest grades in the last 45 years I've been doing this. None of those quarterbacks are going to be in that league. Will Levis could have been had he had the year he had in 2021, but he was banged up all year, didn't get any help from his supporting cast. Bryce Young, if he were bigger, would be. C.J. Stroud, if he would have had more games like the Georgia one, would be. If Anthony Richardson would have played another year at Florida, he may have been talking about him elite, but he didn't. He only has 13 career starts. So there's issues with all these guys that are the reason why they're not generational but it's a good group it's an interesting group opinions of these four are all over the place and it's going to be really intriguing to see what happens at the top of the draft who trades up are are there deals possible for chicago like i'm projecting uh you know what happens after the pro days they're coming up soon all those guys are going to have pro days boom 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 and in the following week it'll be richardson all that'll be important for these guys to see who solidifies that qb1 spot mel how much real concern is there with bryce young's size though I mean that's, that's a five a ten five ten and a half. That's I mean that's especially at his weight. That's a small that's a small quarterback. Yeah, it's never happened before. History of the draft, you have never had a quarterback in the first round at five ten and a half, say one ninety, one ninety five, two hundred. Now they say he'll be two oh five. Uh we'll see. Uh working with a nutritionist, getting that weight up. I put the bar at one ninety five. If he's one ninety five or higher, he will be my QB one. Uh slightly over Will Levis. If he's one ninety four or less, he's gonna be QB two. So yes, the size is a big concern of of, Bry- of Bryce Young since he's an outlier. We've never had that before. Why is he the outlier? Because he's a great processor, he's a winner. He's a great kid. He's got everything you want. If he were bigger, it would be guaranteed. Yeah, we'd be giving a generational grade to him like we did with Trevor Lawrence, but that's not the case, and that size is a factor that would lead you to be concerned about can he hold up against those big NFL front seven guys getting after him. We see bigger quarterbacks getting hurt. Bryce Young is tiny when you look at the quarterbacks who have gone in the first round over the last 45 years. So the report that Schefter had yesterday was that they're going to, in fact, uh, trade the top pick and, uh, and, and keep Justin Fields. Right move in your mind, it sounds like? No question. I mean, Fields has shown that he can be a franchise quarterback. He's done it in the NFL. He's one of the best running quarterbacks in the league already. His passing gets some weapons for him. It'll keep improving there. Um, it would be like, like I'm going to hear people say, well, move on from him. They would have said move on from Josh Allen in year two. Keep that in mind. Okay, so why are you moving on from a guy you know? It'll be his second year in Luke Getze's offense. Or come on, get him some more weapons. He didn't have many last year. Uh, no, over a Bryce Young, who's 5'10 and a half, and we don't know what the weight is. C.J. Stroud, 
Carolina had that one great game against Georgia and other games, uh, you know, he would fold up like a tent in the pocket when he was pressured. And, and certainly Will Levis, I love Will Levis, but you know, let's face it, this year didn't go the way you would have hoped because of the injury. So, no, if you're the, the Bears and you can move down and still get Jalen Carter at four by pulling off two trades to pick up, up extra draft choices, that would be uh, phenomenal for the Bears. The great Mel Kuyper joins us here in the show. Mel, you know how this works, right? We haven't been through the combine yet or pro days, but you know how this works. A lot of teams need quarterbacks. No generational grades for you, but still a lot of quarterbacks there at the top of the draft. Do you expect a lot of movement with these teams trying to climb up to get quarterbacks? I do. Uh, they're good enough to deserve to see some movement. Uh, okay, so I would think that, you know, so keep in mind, next year you have Caleb Williams from USC and Drake May from North Carolina. will be 1-2 overall. And they may have generational grades, but these guys are close enough to warrant moving up, especially for a team like Carolina to move up from 9-5 to five to guarantee Will Levis if he slips to 5. Seattle could move down and still get Anthony Richardson. They say, well, why would they move down? Well, they move down because Richardson's a boomer bust guy. He can make your draft or break your heart. He's one of the those guys. So if you move down to nine, you take them there as the heir apparent to Geno, and then you pick up some picks. It's a more palatable point to take a, a, an Anthony Richardson, who still only had with 13 starts. Or the old guard would look at that and say, no way. There's no way I'm taking a quarterback with 13 career starts. But Seattle can roll the dice at nine and take a quarterback with incredible talent who needs two to three years to sit, watch, and learn. All right. So, Mel, when you look at this draft, I was reading something the other day that said tight end is, is – deeper, better than we've seen in a very long time. Where is the strength? Where is the weakness of the draft? Well, I think cornerback is very deep. Tight end, I think, is, a, is one of the best positions. There's a lot of corners. Got five in the first round. Uh, I think when you look overall at this draft, it's a bad draft. It's not a good draft. I, I struggle to get the 85 players that I really like. So you got to really, and, and some of those 85 may still be on a board in the seventh round. Okay, everybody's board may only need 85. Sometimes you only need 110, 120. So we can say it's a bad draft, but if you pick the right players, you'll be fine. I said about three, four weeks ago, if, if you end up three years from now with an A or a B draft, all your scouts should get a big, a nice significant raise because this is a tough draft to, to really isolate and, and figure out who the best players are. There's a lot of guys that you're going to roll the dice on. Some you'll hit on, some you'll, you'll fail on, but and won't, won't develop. So this is, this is a tricky draft. It's not a good draft. In fact, it's one of the worst drafts in, in recent memory. But for me, I'd never say it's a bad draft. That's the first time in my history, guys, I've ever said it's a bad draft. Mel, for, for you, and again, this is only your 2.0 mock draft, but who's the best who do you think is the best player in the draft? Well, I'll go to the number one guy on my board. That's which I, uh, Jalen Carter from Georgia, the defensive tackle. Uh, yeah, he's special, and he was banged up early this year. When he got healthy, he was wreaking havoc. Uh, he was arguably their best defensive player on that talent-laden defense in 2021. Will Anderson, you know, why not Will Anderson? Will Anderson, to me, is not Miles Garrett or Von Miller. He doesn't have the explosiveness out of the blocks. He doesn't have the bend, but he's a heck of a player. Now, will he be, a, will he be an 8-10 to 10 sack guy or a 15-20 to 20 sack guy? I'm betting more 8-10. to 10. That's why, you, you know, He's in there, you know, it's not an elite, elite, super elite, you know, top pick because of that uh, reason, for that reason. But uh, in, in terms of running backs, people say, why do you have B. John Robinson in the first round? You hate running backs. Well, he's the sixth highest rated player on the board, and I have him going to Buffalo near the end of the first round. He could go to Dallas right before them, pick one pick ahead of the bill. So B. John, because of the talent, I think still gets into the late first round. All right, Mel, Mike, Mel Kuyper Jr. with us here, 9870 ESPN. Jets 13. Right now they have that pick. We don't know if they traded for Aaron Rodgers or they hang on to it. But right now, what, what do you see? Does it have to be offensive line or, or couldn't it be fluid with the Jets? 
it probably would have to be. The O-line is, is such a question mark at tackle. And uh, to me, uh, you, know, you have to look at a, a guy like Anton Harrison from Oklahoma, Darnell Wright from Tennessee, a Broderick Jones uh, from Georgia, and that's assuming Peter Skaronsky is gone. If Peter Skaronsky from Northwestern is still there, and I'm going at 10, if he's still there at 13, and you think he can play left tackle, he's 6'3 and a half, he only has 32 and a quarter arms. So he doesn't have ideal height or length for that left tackle spot, but he played it really well at Northwestern. He's played all five spots on the offensive line. Uh, the versatility would be a real benefit to the Jets. So uh, if Skronsky's there, I would think he would be the guy, but I have him gone. That's why I went to Anton Harrison from Oklahoma. Mel, in a draft like this, so, I mean, you, you know all the reports, you know all the rumors, and as a Jets fan, we're sitting here hoping that we get Aaron Rodgers. He makes the decision he wants to leave. We trade for him. Is, you said this is not a great draft. Now, it can be if you make the right pick, but would this be a draft where you looked at that 13th pick and said, You'd be okay trading trading it to Green Bay for Aaron Rodgers? If you feel Aaron Rodgers will come in and lead you to a Super Bowl or get you deep into the playoffs, and, and I think he could. Uh, you know, and, and, of course, you're going to have to pay him, and you're going to lose some draft choices. So you have to weigh all that against a Derek Carr, who you don't have to give up anything to get, uh, and won't be as, as expensive. So I think the, the draft choices are valuable. And at 13, let's face it, you're going to get a good player. I mean, yeah. you know, I don't care if it's a bad draft or a great draft. At 13, there's, there's like I said, i got 85 players that I like. Okay, and You're at 13, you should get a good one. So And the offensive line is, is a neat area. So, yeah, that's something you have to weigh. Do you want to give up picks for Aaron, or you don't want to just bring in Derek Carr and, and, and use that 13th pick to help him? All right, so Mel, walk me through this. Jets' offensive line seems like the move, and you, you echo that statement. Giants' 25th, it, it feels like you're going to probably go wide receiver. How good are the receivers, and who do you see the Giants landing at 25? And I know it's early, but right now. Well, that's a great question because the receivers are a mixed opinion on every one of them. I, I, you can talk to five different teams and get five different opinions. I mean, Jordan Addison, two different teams, two different programs. Pitt and USC lit it up, but he's lean. And you think about Quentin Johnston, physically imposing, but dropped some balls. You think about Zay Flowers, great player, but only 5'10", 175. Then you think about the other receiver, Jackson Smith and Jigba. Great year in 2021, hurt all year. Only played a few snaps, only yeah, limited because of the hamstring. Didn't get it done this year because of the injury. So all four of those guys bunched together because you can't, it's hard to figure out who the number one guy is. I went with Zay Flowers, with Smith and Jigba too. Addison, some people think, is number one. So uh, I gave them at that point Quentin Johnston uh, because of the phys- how physically gifted he is. I think he drops a little bit because he's inconsistent in terms of hands. But at 25, I think the Giants need to take a receiver. Now, which one will be there? Your guess is as good as mine. One of the guys, one of those four, maybe two of those four could still be on the board at that point. All right, Mel, last one for me. So I'm reading through your, your mock 2.0, and with the Giants, you talk about you know, bringing Daniel Jones back and potentially having Saquon Barkley back. Say Saquon Barkley isn't back. They can't come to an agreement. They have to give Daniel Jones the franchise tag. Would this be a draft where the, the Giants could find value at the running back position later on in the draft? Well, B. John Robinson, I have still on the board at 25. So, you know, he's a, he's a great back. If you say, okay, who are some of the other guys you get, could get in the second round? Dwayne McBride from UAB would be the guy I would look at. Uh, Jameer Gibbs is more of that change of pace, situational guy, can catch the ball out of Alabama. But I love Dwayne McBride. He's a powerful runner. He's got explosiveness for a big guy. He, you know, he just, to me, he can catch the ball out of the backfield where they didn't throw to him, but I think he's going to show good hands in his workout. He's got to be better with 
with ball security. But to me, Dwayne McBride would be a second rounder that you can get at that particular point, say in that 40 to 45 range, that can be a heck of a player. And there's depth at running back, guys. I mean, uh, Devon A. Chain from A&M, Zach Charbonnet from UCLA, Kendra Miller, TCU, Israel Abanacander from Pitt, uh, I mean, uh, Ty J. Spears, Tulane. Uh, there, there's some depth at running back well into the fifth, sixth round. So I think you're going to see teams like we've seen, oh, look at Elijah Mitchell when he came out a few years ago, went in the late rounds and what he did to the, for the 49ers. We see it every year. You're going to get some good running backs on day three of the draft. All right, Mel, let's get to the important stuff now, the whipped cream. <laughs> Where are you at? How badly do you need it? And, and is it really, like, are you really jonesing for some, some low-fat whipped cream right now? I'm hurting right now. I'm hurting. I, I, I need it. It's a time of the year where you got to get me ready for the draft, and the only way to get me ready is for some whipped cream to come this way, guys, or, or it's going to be a tough uh, long haul. So uh, you guys are the ones that jumpstart me with the whipped cream in, in late February, early March, and I would expect to be the same thing happening this year. It's not going to change. But it goes out but, this week, Mel. No yeah, problem. You're going to have it very, I mean, very soon. You guys soon. are the best. I mean, you're, you're, I talk about you guys all the time. I, nobody else has ever done that for me. You're the only ones that ever stepped forward and lived up to your word and did what you said you were going to do. Well, you enjoy it. You're worth it. Uh, enjoy the whipped cream. Thank you for your analysis. We look forward to talking to you very soon. And we love this time of the year. And we love talking to you. Thanks, Mel. Anytime. Take care, guys. Good stuff. That, of course, is the great Mel Kuyper Jr. You can't. You can't emphasize great enough. He's awesome. Like, I, I hope, I really hope people appreciate the amount of detail and knowledge that he possesses. Like, to just to, to bring up just a, like, a, like a running back question for the Giants and for him to go through every single running back. He, ha- he knows them right off the top it's of his head. Amazing. How many times do we have a guest? And we have great guests and, and very knowledgeable. But how many times do we have a guest and RJ be like, listen, He's not really up to date on this. Maybe avoid that topic because he's not studying on it. We never had that with Mel. When you have Mel Kuyper Jr. on, you can go anywhere because the guy is studying on everything. Everything. But it's not even like just surface stuff, though. It's not like just names. No. It's like a, it's like he hasn't had a chance. They don't throw him the ball, but once he does, I mean, you're going to see like in his, in his workout that he's got great hands. It's like um, every single guy. By the way, did, did it pain you at all? When he said, oh, that's a great question. Uh, I gave you, yeah, you, you won the interview. What do you want to tell you? No, that, that's what I'm looking for. Was an excellent. It sounds like he's pro Derek Carr, too, like my takeaway from that. It, it sounded pro Carr and lukewarmish on, on Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, I think he thinks it's more valuable to, to take Derek Carr and then draft with that 13th pick. You really shore up the offensive line right there. Right. I don't listen. I don't think it's, I don't think it's terrible. It's not terrible. It's just not. It's not exciting. No, it's not. It's not. We we hired Nathaniel Hackett like like Aaron. I mean Aaron Rodgers. Now you're talking about you. You go from being the laughing stock of the NFL as far as quarterback situation to you. You've got one of the great quarterbacks in the history of football. Right. Hey, listen. You're no slouch with Derek Carr either. No, Derek Carr. Derek Carr is good. But there are still some concerns. Yeah, like this is. The longer this goes, the the more and more anxious I get. I mean, it can't go much longer. Oh, please. I know. Like, let's just get this thing situated, man. But, it, I mean, w- w- you have to put the tag on guys by next... What, by, the seventh, by the 7th. So, which is, which is a week from today, I think. And then the 13th is when you can start... I mean, that's when start free agency the, starts. The legal tampering, which is, uh, which is a comical phrase. Right. So, that, I mean, this has to be done shortly. I would think within the next couple well, I know, of weeks. This is I know Derek, wrapped up. Derek Carr said he wants to get his done, so his team has the ability now to go out in free agency and build around him. But what happens if you don't get Carr and then you don't get Rodgers? Then it's full Jimmy panic. Jimmy G? Mode. Then it's full panic. How, how, 
Okay, here's a question for you. Is there a bigger difference in your mind going from Rodgers to Carr or Carr to Garoppolo? Rodgers to Carr. So so Carr to Garoppolo, you'd be like, oh, you know, it's negligible, it's fine. Um, I think that Carr is the better quarterback, but I think that Jimmy G, and he's, and he's healthier. Is a winner. Uh, in his, I, I know his teammates really like him, and he's had playoff experience, played in the Super Bowl. Derek Carr has played, like as good as he is statistically, like his numbers are good statistically, he, I mean, he's played one playoff game. That's right. That was what, that Bengals game where the, the ball hit like the, 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 whatever that was, like the wire? No, nah, listen, I give him tons of credit for getting his team into the playoffs, but still. Like yeah, Robert they, Sala knows Jimmy G. He's had success with Jimmy G. He's trying to build the game. I mean, the same kind of thing here. Great defense. Quarterback that doesn't make mistakes. It's a West Coast offense. Your Jets have to go to the playoffs next year. Have to. I, I, he I, has I, to. I don't care who I don't care who the quarterback is. You have to go to the playoffs next well, year. Well, that's as, I mean, that's as close as Woody's gonna go given a playoff man. Like he doesn't like to say it, but that well, was I, I mean, understand he's pretty I don't much think said he it. to say it, but but he but he said it without saying it. Yeah, right. We're we're, we're a piece away. It's One missing piece. piece. Derek so. Carr, draft the top offensive lineman, move on from Corey Davis. I mean, you're not, now you're cooking. Brees Hall comes back healthy. Vera Tucker healthy. All of a sudden, now you're cooking. Yeah, listen, I mean, we got the talent, man. Well, I don't like how the season ended. I mean, that's oh, not how you like you the season You lost six end. games in a row. How could you possibly like how right. the season ended? Oh, no, with, like real, like with real chances there later in the season to, to get yourself into the playoffs. But I understand uh, it, man. It's the most important position in sports, and you didn't have it. Let's go to uh, let's do a couple callers here, and we'll get Ooh. back to the next. Yeah, that's right. Jim and Madison. Hi, Jim. You're on 98.7. Hey, good morning, guys. Thanks a lot for taking my call. Um, I'm just curious. Uh, who do you think would win in a where-did-they-go-to-college competition, Dave Mel. or Mel Kuyper? Mel. Well, here's the, here's the question, though. Is it solely NFL, or are you incorporating NBA like we do? I think you'd have to keep it solely NFL. I think I think he wins. Mel, because unless if we open it up to all NFL, Mel would win. If it was yeah. just skill position players, Dave would have a chance. Mm, I don't well, know. Well, for that. instance, for instance, Dave, where did Lawrence Taylor go to college, and how much did he weigh his junior year? See, I feel like Mel could maybe answer that. Well, Lawrence Taylor on his rookie card was six three two forty eight from Williamsburg, wow. Virginia, wore number ninety eight in college, and went to North Carolina. I mean, I can hold my I, own when it comes to my guys. I stand corrected. Love you guys. Thank you. How, I mean, really, how dare you? Yeah, you cease to amaze people. Why? Every day. Why? I hope people Why? understand. I mean, this is you're, you're getting a chance every day for four hours to witness greatness. It really is. I'm not afraid to say it. All right. Well, I'll take it. I appreciate it. But I, I, don't, I don't see what I just did. I mean, you, you asked me about Lawrence Taylor. That is my guy. Yeah, but he asked. But he, I mean, this is a multiple part question, though. And I, I can answer every single part of it. Right, which is which is great. I yeah. mean, I'd have and a hard his, time telling you how much my favorite players weighed going into the league. But and his uh, his friend group growing up was uh, DeFellas was what they called themselves. See, I could tell you every. I could tell you the equipment. If you asked me equipment, I could tell you all the equipment. I could that was not like do that. That was my thing. Because I was I obsessed with that. equipment. Well, that's good. But wait, I, I don't even know that I college? can name you no. like like multiple like there's what coho is that one of the hockey equipment? It used to be yeah coho. Oh, it doesn't exist anymore. There's no more coho. Oh, that makes me sad. Yeah, I used to use a coho stick, and now they and now they've gone under. Yeah, there's Bauer. There's, right, Bauer. I know. Yeah, CCM. Right. There's True now. True, I didn't know. 
Yeah, true. They just they make goalie pads now. That's not the same one that makes the treadmills, is it? Uh, no. Okay. No, Different company. So, I smashed the gotcha. treadmill through the blind through the window. That's right. I still I still don't believe you did that. Okay. Well, no, I believe you did it. I still can't believe what, that you would do something like that. Because so it was destructive. A, a, it was a fit of rage. Yeah, I know, but you got to control yourself. You're a I grown man. I can't, but this is not recent. This is years ago. Yeah, yeah, but you're still in your, I mean, what, early 40s? Uh, yeah, probably in my right. 40s. Yeah. This wasn't like the 22-year-old Dave. No, not when I was a younger journalist, no. <laughs> Thanks for listening to the DiPietro and Rothenberg podcast. Looking for more access to the show? Why? Because you know why. Follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at DR on ESPN. Matt Schneidman who covers the Packers for The Athletic, has a couple of um, bullet points here on Twitter. Are you ready for them? I like bullet points. Yeah, let's go. All right, Packers GM Brian Gutekunst just sat down with the local media in Indianapolis for 30 minutes. You ready for what he said? I'm ready. Aaron Rodgers has not yet told the Packers of his plans. Uh, Gutekunst hasn't spoken with him at length since the end of the season. And, quote, until we have those conversations, I think all options are on the table right now. So, my friend, you are no closer to an answer and a resolution than you've been. Why is he playing games, though? He like, likes that's, it. that's what I don't understand. Because, because he likes it. That's Do you think truth. at this point he doesn't know? I think he knows. He has to. So know. he just wants to make it. How as, can he as not know by March one? As, well, he just wants to bust their chops as long as possible. Yeah, more um, from Schneidman on Twitter. Gutekunst wants a resolution with Rogers' situation before free agency, which starts on March fifteenth. Rogers' contract will be restructured if he returns, and Gutekunst uh, added, "He's absolutely," he said, "absolutely comfortable if Jordan Love is QB one to start the season." Let's go. Let's just get this thing decided and let's move forward. Make a decision. You know what your problem Stay is? Stay in there, you're going. Here, here's your problem. He's going to pull the same crap with you next season that he's doing right now. No, we can't have that. Well, you say you can't have it until he well, does. Well, we can't have it. Un- un- until he does. What, what's what's yeah, standing not, in the way of that. him doing this again? A verbal agreement, handshake. <laughs> and you think that matters to Aaron Rodgers? I hope so. Okay. So are you? Uh, here's the thing: Are you willing to sacrifice that that he's going to stand by his word if that's in fact what he says? Yes, I have okay. to. Okay, I have to. I mean, it's clear. I mean, it's it's clearly the guy they're targeting. Otherwise, Derek Carr, they would have made an offer to Derek Carr. So they're waiting like everyone else. They're waiting. They're going to wind up missing out on Rodgers. They'll miss out on Carr. You'll wind up with Ryan Tannehill. Maybe Don't Geno Smith so, as your quarterback. Why do you say stuff like that? Because I'm so frustrated. I just want Aaron Rodgers to say, you know what? I, I, I looked at the landscape of the NFL. I don't want to stay in the NFC. I don't want to do that to you. I want to go to the AFC. Well, he has no choice. He's not going to tell them. He just, he's just going to say, I want to get traded. And they'll say, well, we're not trading to the NFC. It's not him that's going to make the choice to go to the... I mean, if it was his choice, wouldn't you think he would kind of be like, I don't know, that San Francisco 49ers job looks pretty good. And Green Bay would tell him to kick rocks. He ain't going to. You ain't going to San Francisco. Of course not. But why not just say I want to go to the Jets? That's where I want to go. Let's get this thing done. Let's or, or just make it thing. like I'm. I'm going to play, and I'd like to be traded, so we can start the process of meeting with teams. So what? What happens if Derek Carr needs to make a decision before Aaron well, Rodgers Derek decides Carr, what his I mean, plan is? Hey, now you're. Now you have to make a decision. 
What yeah, I mean is is what you told Derek Carr true, or are you just trying to butter him up? It's, it's, of course, it's not true. It's ridiculous to even have okay. that conversation. Then but, then if, but, if, but if Derek Carr, if Derek Derek Carr comes to you and says, "Listen, guys, I want to be a Jet. All right, I'll play for thirty four million dollars a year. I want a five year deal, most of it guaranteed. I want to be a Jet." Do you say, "Oh boy, we're still waiting on Aaron Rodgers," or do you say, "You know what? Let's get this thing done"? I think I would probably have to say I'm going to have to wait to find out what Aaron Rodgers oh. is doing. I mean, that's kind of how they position themselves, no? Ugh. Is it not? I guess so, but you're going to lose that on both quarterbacks. I just, I don't trust Aaron Rodgers. Well, here's the thing. I mean, correct me if I'm wrong. There was only one team that had a conversation with Vegas and worked out compensation to, to potentially trade for Derek Carr, right? That was the Saints, yes. It was the Saints. It wasn't the Jets. No. So, I mean, if they were that hell-bent on getting Derek Carr done, they could have done that. They're smart enough to, to not do that and just wait for them to get cut anyway. But, yeah, it's the risk that you run. Oh, I, I don't know how you deal with this. It's very anxiety-producing, and, and, and it's not even my team. That's why I'm looking at funny Instagram videos. Take my mind off of it. Oh. What, do, what do you search for? Like heavyset women tumbling off a rock? <laughs> no, it just popped no. up. It just, po- it just popped right up. I just did the search thing, and it just popped right up. Just popped right up. Let's go to Joey in Yonkers. Good morning, Joe. You're on 98.7. Hey, what's up, guys? Uh just wanted to give a little insight, uh, maybe change the perception around New York, around uh, about Derek Carr. I'm a big-time uh, Raiders fan. I've seen him when he was drafted. I watched 95% of his games. Here's some stats for you guys, a little food for thought. Derek Carr, since he's been on the Raiders, have the Raiders have given up 26.1 points per game. That's the most and the worst in the NFL since the Super Bowl era, right? So he has no defense the entire time. Right, he's had in nine years he's played. He's had six different head coaches. Right, under amidst all that adversity, he's still since he's been in the league, he has the most come from behind wins. Right, little food for thought. He's been the savior of the Raiders, and they did him dirty. How did they he, do him? Di- just, how did they do him dirty? Well, they, set them, home. they set them home for two games. You got to look at the play call, and I, I'm telling you, I watch all the games. The play call, and they sabotage them. Oh. It was a, it, it was a hit hit job. They oh. they want him out of there. But but I'm not here to talk about the Raiders. The Jets. So, could so go you out think, and get you, think him. The Ra- you think the Raiders sabotaged themselves so that Derek Carr would look bad? I think yes, yes, 100. Okay. percent All right, that's a terrific call. That goes. That's great. Brand new head coach. Let's sabotage the entire organization to make this quarterback look bad. I've heard people insinuate that it was, it was. Let's move off Derek Carr, so it's the blame goes to Derek Carr. Oh, what? Okay, that, that's a, that's a far cry from let's let's make him look awful in in week one, so we lose this game. Yeah, no. I mean, you got to go into the season like the plan can't be let's sabotage the quarterback and just waste the season. What sucks for Derek Carr is he goes out and he recruits his best buddy, and now. His best buddy is in that Vegas, really and he's looking stink. for a different team. That that really does stink. Um, Buster Olney with the tweet. Injury to Dodgers shortstop Gavin Lux, who underwent <laughs> testing yesterday after he was carted off the field. will keep him off the field for a long time. An industry source said, quote, it is bad. Ugh. That's awful. That's terrible. I actually feel worse for him than, than even like the normal injury because this is a guy that waited his turn, young player, they, they they move on from Trey Turner. They hand him the keys to the car, and now he gets hurt like that. That stinks. It's awful. 
It's awful, man. But I, this is this is why the the whole mental aspect of sports is so difficult. So who's their who's their shortstop now? Miguel Rojas is their guy. Uh, I would have to look. I think that's who it is. You look it up. We'll take Hot Take Johnny in the car. Good morning, Hot Take. Good morning, gentlemen. Big shout out to the company. How are we doing this morning? Oh, we're doing. We're doing. So we have for prior to right, you know, recently, uh, a lot of people were very unhappy with Leon Rose because we didn't get a big star. But I think we got to give him credit. He has piece by piece built this Knicks team, ten players deep, built a good roster of young players with the future. Now, wouldn't you say that when NBA superstars look around the league and the New York Knicks are a desirable place to go? Uh, more desirable than it was, certainly, yes. Yeah, but we, I mean, we've said that, I mean, how many times? It sounded like, yeah, the team was, the team was desirable to Donovan Mitchell and they didn't pull the trigger. So, yeah, well, who's the player? Who's that next guy? I don't know. I don't think it's, I don't think it's all that on the verge of happening, to be honest with you. No, it doesn't feel that way. So you just like let's let's put that out of our minds for now. Let's just focus on the team that we have. Let's just enjoy the moment. Nobody can ever enjoy the moment. You've won six in a row. You're the five seed. You have a game against the Nets tomorrow. Let's enjoy the moment. Did you uh, find Miguel out Rojas? That? Yeah. You see, you see what I do. You're so good. Well, I'm looking at the. It says he's day to day. I'm looking at their depth chart. He says he's day to day. Who is Rojas? Maybe he's dealing with something. Um. Yeah, but day to day in, in February is not a big deal. Well, yeah, comp- listen, compared to uh, missing compared to a guy that you know, probably tore multiple ligaments in his uh, knee, yeah, that's that's well, dude, I'm telling you, it's like, serviceable. Listen, let me tell you something. Yeah, the ligament stuff is not nearly as bad as if God forbid that was like his meniscus that popped and he popped some cartilage out of his knee, because that's the worst. Oof, that stuff is awful. All right, on that note, Raymond, let's go. Today's three stars. Number three. Oh, the Knicks keep winning, and it makes everybody happy. Oh, <laughs> six and zero oh in the Josh Hart era. Josh Hart, number three on the floor, number one in our hearts. Appreciate you. <laughs> What's up? Tom Thibodeau, very happy. I'm very biased to winning. Yes, he is. Number two. We found out that Milo DiPietro might get into ballroom dancing, and uh, the idea is to not might. The idea is maybe uh, this is a future for for Dave. If he can't uh, ballroom dance, maybe he could sing on the corner. Go for it, Dave. Nothing. Okay. Oh, no, I, I thought you were gonna. You were playing uh, recorded audio. I'm not ready to sing. I wasn't even prepared <laughs> to sing. Totally fine. Totally fine. Number one. Amateur. And uh, listen, there was another dolphin story today that you want to neglect, but that's okay. Uh, the, the point I want to make, Dave, is that I, I want you to be healthy and happy. I just hope that you're never home alone when it happens. <laughs> just eat a little bit more. It'll be okay. Oh, God. Such well, nastiness. I don't know why I show up for work every day. It's Rule 76. No excuse. Play like a champion. It's DPH or Rothenberg. Six inches of snow. <laughs> On 98.7 ESPN. Oh. Thanks for listening to the DiPietro and Rothenberg podcast. Listen live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 a.m. on 98.7 ESPN in New York, the ESPN New York app, or on your smart speaker by asking it to play 98.7 ESPN.